BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Pass picked off by CJ for Big three. Shot. Yes! And the Cougars take the lead. Top of the key three for TJ Haas. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Connor Harding, Colby Lee, Zach Selyus, Evan Troy, Taylor Mon, and Gavin Baxter. Although Gavin will miss the season after surgery on his shoulder. Also, Jesse Wade, the transfer from Gonzaga, may or may not play this year due to a knee issue. Coach Pope talked about Jesse's situation yesterday. Jesse's going to have a, a surgery tomorrow, kind of a debridement. They're going to kind of go in and just see what they can see. And um, so we'll just see how that goes. I think it, it could be like... It could be a couple weeks. It could be six months. We just don't know. It just is, you know, we've kind of tried everything. And so this is like a last-ditch effort to see if there's some way that can help kind of relieve him some of his discomfort. We will see on Jesse Wade's future. Certainly the hope is that he can figure out what's going on with the knee, get it taken care of, and then be able to come back and play for BYU. Certainly a shooter like that. You can never have too many guys that can shoot the basketball. And the former uh, Gonzaga transfer uh, would definitely be a, a nice boost to this team. But we shall see on what happens with that situation. Mentioned some of the new guys. Uh, Jake Toulson, a guy that was here at BYU a couple of years ago, decided to go to UVU, came back, and now is going to provide... A, not only a, another veteran presence, but I mentioned the, the possibility of, of Jesse Wade giving BYU a shooting uh, boost. Toulson's ability to shoot some of the best in the country. This is a guy that can score anywhere on the floor. His addition is going to be fantastic. And staying with the guards, Alex Barcelo, the transfer from Arizona, weren't sure if he were gonna, was going to be able to play this year. He was looking to get a waiver and not have to sit out. And for a while... It looked like that probably wasn't going to happen. And then a couple of weeks ago, Barcelo got the good news. For those on Instagram or on Twitter, you probably saw the video where he was kind of making the announcement that he was able to come back and Mark Pope came out from behind him, was really excited. That is certainly, a, especially if you're not going to have Jesse Wade, being able to have Alex Barcelo, who is a fantastic scorer and creator, is a big, big deal. Now, BYU defeated UT Tyler last Friday night in its only exhibition game, 100-58. Trevin Nell one of the new players, was impressive in his Cougar debut, scoring 19 points on 5 of 6 from 3. Toulson finished with 17, 15 for Connor Harding, and then Colby Lee scored 13. Lots going to be placed on Colby Lee's shoulders and Dalton Nixon's shoulders with the loss of Yoli Childs for at least the first nine games. More uh, pressure will be, I don't know if pressure is the right word, but certainly more workload will be put on those guys' shoulders. Now tonight's opponent, Cal State Fullerton, they lost their exhibition game against Cal State Dominguez Hills, 83-76. Certainly not a great way to begin the year. In case you were wondering, Titans picked to finish fifth in the Big West. All right, time for tonight's pregame interview. Normally we have with a player, but I wanted to mix things up just a little bit and get a big picture view on this team. Decided to go to new BYU assistant coach Chris Burgess. I talked with Chris after practice yesterday. Here's our conversation. 
All the off-season practices yeah. are coming to an end. The exhibition is over. It's finally here. How excited are you just to get this season officially underway? Yeah, I'm probably the, almost as excited as the players. You know, just since, you know, we got the job, um, recruiting players, getting guys to come back, and then, you know, the summer Italy tour, and then these guys just going against each other for six weeks. They're ready for an official game that counts. So we're all excited um, kind of see what we're made of, see where we're at against a, a, a scrappy Fullerton team that went to the tournament two years ago and was, you know, one game away from uh, making it last year, losing in, losing in the Big West Championship game to UC Irvine. So we're just really excited. I'm excited for the players. I'm excited for the seniors. Uh, excited to get after it. I asked Dalton last week before the exhibition game if he thought the team was ready to take the court and hit the ground running. He said he thought it was. As coach, yeah. do you think this team's ready to go? Yeah, we, we are. We, we're prepared, and I think the summer t- tour helped us. Um, but having scrimmaged a close scrimmage against Cal and then UT Tyler exhibition, our guys are ready to go. Um, kind of, and the best thing about it is, right, we, we get to see where we're at, right? What we need to work on, because when you guard yourself, sometimes you can't really see some some things that you, your deficiencies. And so we're excited to see new blood and, and to see kind of where we're at against a Big West team. So well, those those guys are ready. They're ready to roll. What is your biggest concern right now, or maybe biggest unknown? Um, you know, protecting the middle of the floor on drives defensively, um, playing without fouling with some injuries, right? Only having Colby and Dalton at the five is probably our biggest concern. And then number one that goes over all those things is rebounding this ball defensively. Um, with Colby, Dalton, we're going to have to have guys, you know, in the exhibition game, Connor Harding had seven. I think Jake had a number. We have to have that uh, with our lack of size with Yoli out and Gavin Baxter done for the, seat if, for the remainder of these games coming up. So, Rebound the ball. Rebound the ball. On the other side of it, then, the thing you're most confident in, the thing you have, you probably know the most yeah. about right now. The way we shoot the ball, uh, the way we're creativity with guys that can really score. Um, TJ, Jake, um, Alex can really score. And then when Yoli gets back, he can really score. So we have guys who can really – and we share the ball. So I really feel really confident about our offense um, and, and how we're approaching this game, how we coach this game, and, and how we share the ball. I'm really excited about that. What does Alex bring to this team? Because I know it was up in the air whether or not you're going to have him. Now that you do have him, that just adds to a really potent guard. <clears throat> Another playmaker with the ball, a big-time on-the-ball def- defender, pressuring the ball, a shooter. I think you can get in the lane and find other guys. And, and you just had another ball handler alongside TJ and Jake that can create on different sides of the floor. And when you have three um, playmakers that can all, you know, dribble, shoot, and pass, like it just makes you more dangerous, especially with kind of a four-out one-in offense that we run. Having Yoli on the scout team yeah. and being able to have that type of player to practice against the guys, yeah. how much do you think that will help? I mean, you got Yoli. Richard Harward and Wyatt every day in scout team. It's just, first of all, the size is amazing that you can't simulate unless you're playing like Kentucky or Duke, right? And so it's just amazing size and athletic building and length that's going to make, hopefully make practices tougher to score on, tougher to guard than in the actual games, right? It's, it's the closest thing we have to the size that I guess Gonzaga would have, Houston would have, UCLA would have. So when he's locked in and he's locked in all the time, like it's, it just makes our guys that much better. Right. There's because the frustration will set in too with our guys, and we have to play through frustration because because they're, they're pushing us so hard. With the scheme that you guys want to run, how much of that 
percentage-wise do you think we'll see to start the year? I mean, are the guys at about 75% of it? Do you, can you, do you push that? Where, where are you at with that? Probably about 75% of it. And then each game will dictate how, what we do, what we run, how we attack, uh, the way they're guarding us, how we talk the way we're guarding them. We'll, we're game to game. Um, at the end of the day, we know what we do. We're going to run, transition, we're going to play with pace, and we're going to make open shots. We're going to shoot and make open shots. You talked a minute ago about Cal State Fullerton. What's just a quick scouting report on yeah. that? So they got a few returners. Um, they got a grad transfer coming in, average about 14 games. So we think they got two big time shooters, and we think they got a transition, try to score getting to the middle team. Um, they want to beat you on closeouts off the bounce. We think they got two guys who can really knock down threes, um, and they got uh, a few five men that are pretty similar with their big and physical. Um, so a team is going to get out in transition, a team's going to attack the middle of the floor, and a team that's going to have a couple shooters try to bury some shots. So they're, you know, they've got some guys that have been in the NCAA tournament on that squad, right? And they, they lost some seniors from last year, but they got a grad transfer with some leadership and a proven scorer in Division One that's going to come in and hopefully take, for them, hopefully take kind of the, the, uh, the ability to score and make up for the guys that graduated. So they're good. They're dangerous. They went into Arizona State last year, first game of the year, and lost in double overtime, right? So it's not a team you want to take lightly. From a vibe perspective, what's what's the vibe around this team? Everybody seems to be really excited about this opportunity. Yeah. They're just all just anxious and ready to go. They're all wanting to play in the Merritt Center in front of their fans. They're all just wanting to get a win, play against New Bud, and get this season going and prove to a lot of people that say they can't do things, certain things. They want to just prove everybody wrong. So they're just, I mean, they're chomping at the bit the same way we are as a staff and probably the same way the fans are. Chris, thanks for the time and good luck. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate talking with Chris Burgess, new BYU assistant coach. Always love talking with Chris. His basketball knowledge is fantastic and a great guy, fun to have on the staff and to get to know a little bit better. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next... Been looking forward to this. Haven't talked to my guy for a while. We're going to head to the Marriott Center. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Pregame Live, it's time to head next door from where I am. Next door at the BYU Radio Studios is the Marriott Center, the site of tonight's game and where my next guest will join us for our courtside conversation, the one and only Mark Durant. Hello, Mark. How are you tonight? Jason, my love, I missed you. I missed you. We're, you and Jerem were having a nice conversation. I was getting a little jealous. Well, listen, you know, Jerem's he's he's kind of the young, cute-looking guy, but you're <laughs> you have my heart. So, let's just get that straight. All right. Well, I appreciate that. That's it's great to talk to you because normally when we talk in this setting, it's because we have basketball to talk about. It is basketball season. We both love basketball. What just are your overall impressions of this team as it begins this new season? Well, first of all, let me say, you know, it's been interesting watching this whole summer, you know, preseason just transpire and watching Coach Pope and his staff and what they do and how they approach things. And I've just been so pleased with what I'm seeing, uh, the accountability, the excitement, the, the fun. Uh, that we're seeing and uh, not, that's not to say all those things were non-existent with Dave Rose I mean guys do things different ways and Dave Rose is an all-timer we all love Dave Rose but I'm just I, I think every once in a while even with great coaches you need a, a new perspective you need new energy new blood and, and I, I think that's what's happening here so you know, we'll see how it all transpires with wins and losses, which is what, what really matters in the long run. But I just love the way Coach Pope and his staff are, 
approaching things. I think this team has really come together. And uh, a lot of times you worry when you have a new coach come in, you know, what, what's, what's, what are the prospects for this team? But I, I think with the guys he's got coming back, with Jake Toulson here, obviously they took a huge hit with Gavin and Yoli. Uh, but uh, I, I think this team can be really, really good and will be exciting to watch and, uh, and will be very successful in Mark Pope's first year. When you look at exhibition games, you know, sometimes you can take things from it, but a lot of times, you know, the rotations may not necessarily be what you're going to see during the regular season. So you do have to take it with a grain of salt. There were some really good performances in the ex exhibition win against UT Tyler. What did you come away from that game thinking about this team? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, obviously Alex Barcelo coming in, getting yeah. that be able to play immediately helps and I think you know in that game was one of the first times I think that Mark Pope has played that lineup he said after the game uh, and so there's you know I think that was important in in that game in particular to get him kind of some minutes with those guys and get everybody used to each other I think he's going to be really really good particularly on defense I think the, the greatest area this team can improve from last year uh, there, there's a couple areas, but the greatest was is defense. I think they can be much better defensively. I think with the addition of with Alex and I think Jake Toulson's a very good defender. Uh, I, I think that's going to really help this team be better defensively, and I think we saw that the other night. Uh, th but yeah, like you said, I mean exhibition games are what they are, and and uh, UT Tyler wasn't all that good, but uh, I really liked one of the things I like really like Jason is uh, I mentioned Yoli and Gavin are playing, so. That, that's obviously concerning, but what I do like about this team is you could put a lineup. Let, let me give you this lineup: is uh, Kevin Nixon, or excuse me, Dalton Nixon. I got I played with Kevin, his dad. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing with having Kevin out on the floor. He was amazing. But uh, Dalton Nixon, Trevin Nell, Jake Toulson, uh, Connor Harding, Zach Selyus. five guys that are all six seven-ish. Strong guys, good defenders, good rebounders, can play literally play every spot on the floor. One to five. You got five guys that can play every spot. You can switch everything defensively. That's pretty impressive. So even though you're losing some real size in Baxter and Yoli Childs for nine games, you've got a team that has actually some pretty good size and and can be a nightmare for guys or other teams because. Every one of them can shoot the three. Every one of them can put it on the floor and get to the rim. Every one of them can post up. I mean, that's that's kind of a nightmare lineup. So uh, th they've got some good things going for them, uh, even with some of the hits they've taken. And then you throw in an all-West all, all uh, uh, West Coast Co Conference guard and the TJ Haas, and I mentioned Alex. And, I mean, they, they've got plenty of weapons. So we'll see how it all comes together here in these first couple of weeks. But uh, I'm excited. I mentioned this in the opening segment, and, and Coach Pope talked yesterday about guard Jesse Wade. He said that he's going to have a procedure on his knee, not sure how long he's going to be out. He said it could be a couple of days, could be six months. So, you know, right now, whether or not Jesse Wade plays this season right now up in the air, what a great, and I don't even, it's not even, a, I don't think luxury is the right word, but what, a, what an unbelievable turn of events to be able to have Alex Barcelo get that year instead of having to sit out especially with Wade possibly not playing I'm really impressed with what I've seen out of Alex Barcelo the fact that he can play I think that's a big deal yeah, that's a ray of sunshine another otherwise pretty dismal 
sequence of events with Yoli's situation and Gavin, and you talked about Jesse, and I mean, that was that was some, one hit after the other, and finally something good happens for BYU. I wasn't holding my breath, Jason, waiting for the NCAA <laughs> to tell us if we could get a, a player that could actually help us. I mean, shock me that they actually allowed that, but would have been a, a travesty considering the, the waivers they had given to not give Alex one, And but that, that, that's really big for BYU, and they, they just need to be better. Uh, particularly, I mean, I mentioned defense. There's three areas that they were, to me, really bad last year. Defense was one, and three-point shooting was another, and uh, so that's going to help you with you. Jesse Wade, I thought, would be a guy that could come in and really boost that three-point number up, and Alex is a good shooter. You bring in Jake Toulson, obviously, is a great shooter. I think Connor will be better this year. I think Dalton will be much better. Obviously, TJ was better last year than he was his sophomore season. He can still get better. He's that good a shooter. So I'm hoping that what was kind of a weakness the last couple of years for BYU will be the real strength of this team. You have to, Jason, you just, I mean, you know, you have to be able to shoot the three. I know they moved the line back a little bit. Still a, a stupidly easy shot. And, and these guys, I mean, they can make 20 in a row with just shooting around. They, they have to be better shooting the three. That is the game now, shooting the three. And you'll see this team pass up a lot of shots in the paint they'll, they'll catch it in the paint you saw it in the exhibition they're not even thinking about shooting they're just trying to collapse the d kick it to the corners kick it to spot up shooters and get the three because they know in the long run shooting threes is going to get you more points than shooting in the paint unless you're yoli childs yoli don't ever pass it always shoot yoli <laughs> everybody else pass it out to those shooters and hopefully if BYU's around a 40 percent three-point shooting team which i do not think is crazy talk they're going to win a lot of games. So you don't think that the three-point line being moved back is going to really alter things that much? Listen, it, I mean, it, it'll, it'll drop a percentage or two. But these guys, listen, you go to the gym and watch them practice, they're, 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 they're all shooting NBA three. I mean, it's it's nothing for these guys, and it's it's only another foot. I mean, it's it's really nothing. Like I was telling Greg the other day, I went to an NBA game watching you know, Dame, Damian Lillard and, and some of these other guards, and they're, they're shooting – three-point NBA three-pointers making 20 in a row I was just like wow this I mean I, I've never seen anything like it but that's what kids practice nowadays another foot is not going to make any difference keep shooting the threes and uh, that'll be a strength for this team BYU's opponent tonight in game number one Cal State Fullerton that brings us to our keys of the game brought to you by Ken Garf Honda Nissan and Volkswagen in Orm they proudly present our keys to the game Mark what are your keys to tonight's game well coach Pope wasn't, I don't think, uh, overly thrilled with BYU's defense kind of denying three-point opportunities. I think they want to be better at that tonight. If you're talking about a team like Cal State Fullerton, they got one chance coming in here, and that is to, to shoot a lot of threes and make a lot of threes and, and try and get hot and get confident. That's the only way they're going to do it. If BYU can deny, deny th not just contest threes, but deny three-point opportunities, they're going to win this game and then go get the rebounds. I think BYU could have done a little bit better job rebounding for the other night. So defend the three, defend the catch and the shoot, uh, shot on the three, and then go get rebounds. Mark, even though I can't see you, just hearing your voice brings a smile to my face. It's like it that is... horror movie where the caller is in the house. <laughs> You're like next door. Hey, I am right next door, but just being able to talk to you lets me know things are going to be okay. All right, my friend. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate look, it. Looking forward to many more. Absolutely. Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college basketball. College basketball in full swing. We'll get to those scores coming up on the other side. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the Cal State Fullerton Titans before we get you over to the Marriott Center. Let's update you on some other scores. This one has just gone final in the top 25. This will make Donovan Mitchell guard for the Utah Jazz happy. Fifth-ranked Louisville getting the win over Miami, 87-74. to That game just uh, a final. Uh, other action, second-half action, number 12, Seton Hall leading Wagner, 83-62. Number 3, Kansas. At number four, Duke, the Jayhawks with a 43-37 lead, 15 and a half minutes to go in the second half. That's uh, certainly one we'll be keeping our eye on throughout the evening. Number six, Florida, leading North Florida, 52-34. to Number 19, Xavier, 30 better than Jacksonville at 54-24. Number 25, VCU, leading St. Francis, 51-30. At the half, number 7, Maryland, with a big lead over Holy Cross, 51-39. Number 8, Gonzaga, picked to win the WCC, hosting Alabama State. Zags with a 12-point lead, 22-10. That game with 10 minutes to go in the first half. Texas Tech, 13th in the country, leading Eastern Illinois, 15-9. Number 14, Memphis. Memphis with a four-point lead over South Carolina State, 23-19. to And earlier today, I think this game tipped off at like 10 o'clock Mountain Time this morning. Number 16, Baylor, destroyed Central Arkansas, 105-61. Besides BYU, several other local teams in action tonight. Also at 7 o'clock, UVU in Orem hosting Westminster. Uh, Southern Utah facing Bethesda. And then at 8.30 Mountain Time tonight in Reno, the University of Utah traveling to Reno to take on the Nevada Wolfpack. All right, a couple of NBA scores for you. Third quarter action in Charlotte. The Indiana Pacers leading the Charlotte Hornets 76-64. to Cleveland Cavaliers hosting the Boston Celtics 67 67- 59 is the score in favor of Boston. Gordon Hayward with 26 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists already. And that's just basically in two quarters. Uh, second quarter action in Atlanta. The Hawks leading the San Antonio Spurs 40-39. to Bulls and Lakers all tied up at 15 apiece. Five minutes to go in the first quarter. Oklahoma City Thunder leading the Orlando Magic 18-13 to with six minutes to go in the first half. And only one other game has yet to tip off. It will get underway at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. It will be over the mountains in Denver. The Denver Nuggets hosting the Miami Heat. All right, after a quick timeout, we'll send you over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now, let's head back to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, for the BYU Cougars 2019-20 regular season opener against the Titans of Cal State Fullerton. First time these two teams have met since the season opener of 1996-97. 
My name is Greg Grubel. I'll have tonight's play-by-play, supported, as always, by the former BYU forward and legendary Ironman Mark Durant. And, Mark, tonight begins our 23rd season together. I mentioned the last time that uh, BYU and Fullerton faced off was in 1996, and you know it was a long time ago because the last time these two teams met, we were still a season away from starting our partnership. But it's great to be your partner for another season of Cougar Hoops, and here we go. Yeah, I'm excited to be back with you again, Greg. It's hard to believe. You know, I came here to this game, Greg, with my son, George, who's 22, about to get married. And old George was just a twinkle in my eye when we started doing this. That's crazy. We've been doing it a long time, and things change. But uh, like uh, James Earl Jones says in the, in, uh, in the Field of Dreams, uh, the one constant in life is BYU basketball. He, he, did, he did say that. I think, I'm pretty sure that was a direct quote from yep, him. Yep. His constant is BYU basketball. So I'm glad that we have that. We're good friends. We've seen a lot of hoops. We've seen different coaches, seen a ton of players. And, and you know what? I, I don't know that I've been as excited as I am for this season. I just I just really like Mark Pope and his staff. And I like these players. I like Jake Toulson a lot. I like Yoli a lot, the guy came back and deciding want to play a senior year makes me really really like him and all these guys down the list i think this is going to be a fun exciting uh team to watch and we'll see what happens but i like what i'm seeing so far when we come back we get the personnel picture and some pregame thoughts from new byu head coach mark pope as the zions bank cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the marriott center on the new skin byu sports network You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the Marriott Center in Provo tonight. BYU and Cal State Fullerton tipping off the 2019-20 regular season. First of three straight home games to open BYU season. The Cougs will square off with San Diego State on Saturday, then Southern Utah next Wednesday before hitting the road for five straight, including three games at the Maui Invitational in three weeks. Speaking of Maui, they'll be presenting BYU with the uh, the surfboard emblematic of participation in that great tournament. That'll happen in pregame tonight. Yeah, I'm not excited about going there at all, no. (laughs) I know, the the travails of this job. Uh, Tonight, it's our first regular season look, of course, at the new look Cougars, who played one Division I exhibition this past Friday night versus Division II foe UT Tyler. Cougs won by 42 on a night that neither TJ Haas nor Zach Selyus suited up. Both players available tonight as we hear now in our pregame interview with Coach Mark Pope, and it's brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you a short time ago here at the Marriott Center. I spoke with Coach Pope about prepping to play a game that counts for the first time on his and the Cougars' record as a new era of BYU hoops gets underway. Yeah, we're so excited. I mean, uh, we're super anxious, and and, uh, there's a lot of nerves and and excitement and anxiety, and it's exactly the way you're supposed to feel on game one. So what uh, do you think you're going to get out of a season-opening opponent in Cal State Fullerton? Well, they're tough. Uh, I've known Coach for a long time. Uh, we've actually played each other uh, several times now already, and um, they're a really a real defensive-minded team in terms of uh, trying to keep the ball on one side of the floor. They're pretty committed to that, and they get you slowed down and get you a little bit ugly, and then they push the ball really, really hard in transition. Uh, they're, they're, they're really athletic. They're really fast. They're long, and so it's going to be a – it's going to be a fun game. 
they have some homegrown experience. Then they bring in a, a fifth year, I think, in Brandon Kamga, who's been at Northeastern, at High Point, and uh, put up really good numbers uh, for his last school. And he's a great talent. He played for Tubby at High Point, and um, you know, talked to Tubby about him. He's got great respect for him. He's a real, real talent. Can really shoot the ball. He's incredibly athletic to the rim, and he's a versatile player. Has some physicality. He's a good cutter, mover off the ball, and uh, so he's a talented player. Okay, how are you going to start tonight? Um, so we'll go with the same lineup. We'll go with, you know, minus um, uh, we're going to have TJ, thankfully. So we'll have TJ at the point, AB at the two, Jake at the three, uh, Dalton at the four, and Kobe Lee at the five. So the inclusion of TJ Haas is one big inclusion, and then you hope to get Zach Selyus back on the floor tonight. Zach will step on the floor, barring some <laughs> unforeseen flu setting in here in the next five or ten minutes. He's going to actually step on the floor with that glorious mustache. So let's go. And the frosted tips. Exactly. It's it's a, it's all a package in his new look, so we're excited about that. And the flu's no joke, by the way. It was going around your team. Yeah, we, we uh, hopefully, you know, we'll make it through tonight without anybody. Evan Troy actually made his first bucket, I think, ever. Made his first bucket ever and, and sprinted to the sidelines immediately after. was like, I need a sub! <laughs> and ran straight to the bathroom and was never to be seen again until two days later. So what does it mean when, when you see that T.J. Haas is making his 102nd consecutive start and he's also never missed? I mean, every game he's played at BYU, he's started. Yeah, he, uh, you know, listen, we have a lot of seniority on this team with all the dynamic uh, fluctuations of our roster and everything else. We do have a crew of seniors that are really experienced. I was went to media day with TJ, and one of the things, one of the comments he made me made to me that made me so happy was just he was talking about every game is so difficult, regardless of name or regardless of venue. Every single game, it's so hard to win, and you know it's one of the many many things that you get from veteran guys is they understand that they don't come strapping on every single night against every single opponent, um, things can go wrong quickly. And so uh, he's a great leader. He's a great vet. I'm excited to coach him this year. Surprisingly, we actually haven't had that much time functioning on the court mm-hmm. together. So I'm, I'm really excited to get to know him on the court. It's an experience group, yet in a lot of ways it's a new-look experience group because you know these guys didn't play with Alex Barcelo, and Jake Toulson is a couple of years removed. So uh, the playing time is there, but the playing time together is not yet. Yeah, you know, and Kobe's new on the scene here in terms of like being a fixture to contribute, on, yeah. the, on the lineup. And, and, so, and I'm new here, right? So there's a lot of new here, and, and uh, so it's going to be fun. Like it's, you, know, you just kind of throw everything in the stew and mix it up and hope it turns out right, and that's what we're doing. And, and uh, fortunately, we have some great young men that are really going to compete and, and make it good. Uh, no Yoli Childs for a few weeks. We knew about that. Uh, you spoke a couple of days ago about the fact that, that Jesse Wade's not available to go tonight and maybe for a while. Yeah, so Jesse had surgery today. So it's probably going to be a three three months, uh, give or take, uh, deal for him to come back. And was, was the news good, or what do you know right now? Um, it just was a it was a debridement, it was patellar tendon debridement. So um, just kind of cleaning stuff up, and um, you know we'll have to proceed really, really cautiously because it's been such a long term, ongoing issue that I think he'll. Uh, you know, take this with extraordinary care and see if see if he can come back healthy. And and to do that, he's probably going to have to take his time. So, but the hope would be, I guess, to get him back on the floor at some point this year, late in the year. Or is it just not going to be a, a playing year for him? Yeah, I just don't know. We'll okay. see. I mean, you kind of take it you know, day by day, and and you know, beautiful cliche, and <laughs> see how that goes. Okay. Uh, lastly, uh, what do you hope 
the fans and the stands see tonight from your guys? Well, I want them to leave inspired. That's a, that's a big deal for us. Like everybody should leave this gym feeling inspired about the effort that we put out and how we compete and how we fight through adversity and how we, um, you know, and how we how we battle frustration. Right? Those things are should be present every single night on the floor. Um, those are controllables, right? Those are things that you can manage yourself and. With that, you know, I hope that they see a team that's playing really, really together, that's really committed uh, to finding a way to manage the defensive end of the ball and find some success there. And and uh, and hopefully, you know, it makes it more fun when we make a bunch of shots. So we'll see how that goes. It's your second first game as a D1 head coach. How does this compare to the previous experience? Well, I'm in the same gym. <laughs> so I'm point. in the same gym. <laughs> so I hope this one starts better than the last one, at least for me personally. <laughs> the first, My first first head game as a head coach, I was down 22-4 to four with like eight minutes left and a half so hopefully uh hopefully the BYU score is the same gotcha. and uh couldn't couldn't be more excited or happy to be here great to get it going coach Pope will talk to you post game thanks boss all right that is Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show title and escrow can be complicated with over 50 years experience in Utah Provo land title has the expertise to navigate your buying selling or building project Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mo Betta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the Marriott Center in Provo for tonight's regular season opener between BYU and Cal State Fullerton. The Titans on a run of three straight postseason appearances and three straight top four finishes in the Big West Conference. BYU missed out on the 2019 postseason but has never finished outside the top three in the West Coast Conference. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you from courtside. Our statistician, BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operator is Tanner Rawl. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. Our BYU radio engineer, Sean Fay. Our interns are Jeffrey Carroll at the BYU radio studios and Nate Slack here at the Marriott Center. You are listening live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, headed by our satellite flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and our over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also heard on network affiliates and on the BYU Cougars app, plus BYUCougars.com slash live radio. You can hear play-by-play archives and highlights on the BYU Basketball Podcast. Do search your podcast provider for BYU Men's Basketball, and you will get all of that. What we see and what our audience hears tonight uh, will only be maybe a partial representation of what this season's BYU basketball team will eventually be, but at no point will it really resemble what we maybe expected it to be back in the spring because Yoli Childs misses the first nine games. Jesse Wade will now miss an undetermined number of games. Gavin Baxter will miss the entire season. Those are three very important pieces to a puzzle that will not be solved in maybe exactly the way Mark Pope hoped it would, but... That does not mean BYU can't still go out and find different ways to be a really good team and win a lot of games 
Mark, we saw the other night that there's enough talent on this team to make some noise. Well, I have to admit, Greg, when I walked in, I walked past the bench and there was Gavin with his arm in a sling sitting next to Yoli Childs in normal sweats. And I I may have shed a little bit of a tear there just looking at that because with with those two guys, obviously Yoli's going to play eventually, but with those two guys, you're, you're legitimately talking top 20. And that's not to say that BYU can't get there with this team without those guys, but there's just more questions. And guys will have to step up. you got the break with Alex coming in. You've got a great shooting team. you got Jake Toulson. I mean, you've got a lot of really good things going for you, but they've taken some hits. But I still really like this team. And like you said, they're going to evolve, eventually get Yoli back, and I think we'll be a force to be reckoned with. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from Cal State Fullerton head coach Diedrich Taylor as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome back to the Marriott Center and the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show ahead of BYU and Cal State Fullerton. Seventh all-time meeting in a series that stands even at three games apiece. Five of the preceding six games have been played right here at the Marriott Center where the Titans are three and two. Fullerton's head coach is Diedrich Taylor, now in his seventh season with the Titans and looking to replace his team's top two scorers from last season. Core of good players back, but the best two and an impact D1 transfer are dealing with health issues coming into the season opener. And I talked with Coach Taylor about his personnel plans and those problems in Provo and what he hopes to see from his guys when we spoke a short time ago. You know, we've got to play harder. We've got to establish our identity and find, figure out who we're going to be with this new group. You know, we've got a bunch of new faces, and the faces that are returners, they're in new roles. And so it'll be imperative for us to establish who we are, who we're going to be, <clears throat> and then continue to fight for that consistently throughout the course of the game and then obviously throughout the course of the year. What can you tell us about your starting five tonight? You know, <clears throat> they're a, a group that hasn't been on the floor much together we've we've suffered some some injuries like everybody else across the country and so we're just really trying to find our rhythm they're trying to find their rhythm and identity and 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 figure out how we're going to score how we're going to defend how we're going to be functional together uh, at this point in the year that's to me is the most important part of the whole thing Okay, a player who was uh, a few years ago the Big West Freshman of the Year is somebody we were hoping to see tonight in Jackson Row, and he won't be able to go, it looks like? No, he's not. He's out with, uh, with, with a tendonitis deal. Um, and so, again, like everybody across the country, you got to deal with that. That's a part of the game. That's a part of, of, of what you do. You have to be willing to uh, uh, make adjustments with that. And so we're going to have to play without him, and somebody's going to have to step up and, and give us some minutes and hopefully some productive minutes to try to help um, – you know, make up for what we're missing without Jackson. BYU opened last season at Nevada when a kid named Vincent Lee was part of that roster at that time. Now he's with you. Yeah, we've got quite a bit of a uh, contingency from Nevada. Our two new assistant coaches are from Nevada, and then obviously Vincent is is there as well. So there's a little bit of continuity for for those guys. And so, again, you know, we've got some new faces running around, and we've got to find our identity and, more importantly, find our rhythm um, on both ends of the floor and, and figure out how we're going to consistently fight for that. Vincent, by the way, he's a mid-year, but he is eligible to play right now. We may not see him tonight. Yeah, the NCAA granted him the waiver to be able to uh, to be immediately eligible, so he's eligible to play, but he more than likely will not get minutes tonight. Okay, we will see, though, a, a, a very high-level uh, transfer in uh, Brandon Kamga tonight. Yeah, again, he's a guy who's who's been dealing with some injury. He hasn't had a lot of practice time, 
But um, he's a guy that we're going to count on and depend on quite a bit on both ends of the floor. Just, again, his experience. He's a fifth-year transfer, played for a Hall of Fame coach and Tubby Smith. And so bringing all of that to the table for us is a much-needed uh, boost for us in terms of being able to score, defend it, uh, and do some of the things that he can do. And just his overall knowledge of the game will be beneficial for us. You've got good experience in the backcourt led by Austin Awushika. Yeah, he's a guy that's been here for four years, and uh, he's done it at a relatively high level. And so uh, he's playing in a little bit of a different role. Uh, in terms of scoring maybe, but also he's got to do a better job of uh, or continue to set guys up, continue to serve those guys, and I think it will open up the lane for him to be able to do what he does, uh, which is which is get downhill and get to the front of the rim. What can we expect out of, a, out of Johnny Wong inside? You know, I think Johnny's just a guy who's got a lot of energy. He's got a lot of knowledge of, of what we're trying to do. Um, hopefully he can continue to play with a high level of confidence and continue to be aggressive uh, to give us some points in the paint and then obviously defensively anchor down our, our middle and, and rebound it for us. Regarding season-long goals, how big a deal is the postseason streak that you've got going right now? I think it's a big deal you know, for our culture, for our program. It says a lot about the young men that have come uh, and given us an opportunity to be a part of their success track. It's something that these guys, I think they think about it in the back of their mind. Um, it's something that they want to continue uh, because they all have been a part of it. And so to, to be able to continue doing that, nobody wants to be the group that broke the streak. Mm-hmm. So this group, I think that's on their mind for sure. But right now, I think at the front, forefront of their mind is just, again, trying to establish our identity, trying to establish a rhythm so we can know what to expect from each other. You've coached in the West for a long time. Yeah. Uh, what does the Marriott Center mean to you? Oh, man, I'll tell you what, it's, it's a nightmare, quite frankly. I've, had, I've never had success here. Um, tonight will be a tall task, but it's an unbelievable college atmosphere, and I think it speaks volumes for the West Coast that, that we do have a level of pageantry. We do have a level of tradition um, with a magnificent facilities and great fan support. Um, it says a lot, I think, about the BYU um, you know, foundation in terms of who they are and what they've done over the course of time. And so I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for our young ball club to get a taste of what uh, big-time basketball is like. You won't see Yoli Child. You won't see Gavin Baxter. So for what are you prepping your guys here tonight? Um, you know, maybe instead of getting beat by 60, hopefully get beat by 40. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, we, we got to play who's on the floor. Um, it's unfortunate for, for BYU that they don't get those guys. Um, but for us, the task is still for us to try to establish who we're going to be um, and who we want to be and then continue to fight for it no matter who our opponent is. As you know, the biggest opponent is always yourself. Coach Taylor, thanks so much for your time. Uh, have a great season. Thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. All right, that is Cal State Fullerton head coach Diedrich Taylor. Time now for You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's a BYU basketball trivia question. With starts in all 101 of his BYU career games, T.J. Haas is on pace to break BYU's all-time record for consecutive games started. Who holds that record? The answer next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and Cal State Fullerton straight ahead. First, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine with a starts in 101 consecutive games for T.J. Haas. He's on pace to break BYU's all-time career record for consecutive games started. Who holds that record? The answer is Jeff Chapman with 122. More of the Cougar Tip-Off Show next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. 
All right, the BYU-Cal State Fullerton coming right up. Mark Durant, you talked about uh, how much you like Mark Pope. Describe the Mark Pope vibe. What is it? <laughs> well, he's gregarious. He's fun-loving. He jokes around. Uh, he brings a lot of excitement. All that's awesome. It's super fun. But you got to win on the floor. And this is you only get one first game, Greg. Here it is. Tip-off of BYU and Cal State Fullerton coming up right after this. You've been listening to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. <laughs> 